We're about to light up season three of Drifter's Sympathy on Feral Audio. Episode one is called Dawn of Individuation, which rolls the clock back to right when you decide who you want to be and the kinds of early decisions that, for better or worse, completely mold the rest of the shape of your life. Episode two is going to be called Loner Legends, sort of an attempt to define who the underdog really is and their role in history and culture and art. Season three drops on October 23rd. This is Emil Amos. Check out Drifter Sympathy on feralaudio.com. Marital. But anyway, I was like, I was like, well, do you think, what do you think is the worst? She's like, the 80s? And I was like, really? And then, and then, and then, I was like, what about like the first decade of music of all time? Like, when humans first started making music, like banging rocks together and stuff. She's Good. like, I love that. <laughs> she was like, I'm a big fan of noise. This week's Mystic Party, Laura Ortiz, Cryptozoology in the Desert, and Being in Love with Your Car. Hit it, girls, DJ. Welcome to the Mystic Party, the world's premier crypto-psychology show. We help normal people with their paranormal problems. Today on the show, we have Laura Ortiz. Hi. Hello. Hi, Laura. Hello. How are you? Good. How it's are good you? good to see you. You have yellow fingernails. That's cute. I do. Is that I do. From jaundice? Yes. Mm-hmm. You're yes. not eating enough oranges? I'm eating too many oranges. Too many oranges. I've heard that if you eat too many carrots, you'll start to turn carrot. So, yeah, you do start to turn carrot. I'm Zane Grant. <laughs> Premier. Why did you introduce yourself? That's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You forgot. I don't want to say you forgot. No, I didn't forget. I was getting to you at second after our guest. Why are you doing it out of order today? I'm Bria Grant, the world <laughs> Southern California's premier psychic. And I'm Zane Grant, professor of occult studies at University of Ottawa. Great. Fancy. It's very fancy. How's Ottawa this time of year? Freezing. Freezing? Unnaturally freezing. That's that's why I've been going up there. Why did you just swallow weird? Uh, I, I knew I was going to make a noise, so I thought I would exaggerate it <laughs> for effect. Listeners at home. So you're visiting California from Ottawa? Uh, well, I commute. Oh, you commute every day? Uh, yeah, no. I <laughs> You know, I, 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 I'm a visiting lecturer. Mm. I'm not a tenured professor. Have you get, given any good lectures lately? Oh, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, we had one on the Frogmen of Annapolis, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about their origins. It's great. Something's <clears throat> <laughs> wrong with my throat. Why don't you take a drink of that coffee you have right there? Just don't tell the people who run this place that you have a coffee right there. Well, on the Mystic Party, Laura, we like to start with, um, I know you're here to get some advice from us, um, yes. but we don't start with that. Okay. We like to start with giving some people unsolicited advice from our week's news stories. 
Go on. Mm-hmm. Um, but we like to have our news story reader, Kiki, Kiki News Girl, come and read the stories just because people get really... Kiki News Girl. Yeah. Hey guys. That's your theme song. She likes to read. Okay, All Kiki, right. what's story number one? Get close to the mic. In Paranormal News Today, um, Paveglia, the world's most haunted island, is up for sale. Ladies, get your checkbooks out. Mm-hmm. The uninhabited 17-acre island was once a dumping ground for dying plague victims. More recently, it was home to a mental hospital run by a cruel doctor who performed lobotomies on patients with crude tools like hand drills, chisels, and hammers. It is said to be haunted by tens of thousands of tortured spirits. The Italian government is now selling the island to reduce public debt. That's a good reason to sell an island. It's <laughs> to reduce it's public debt. It's haunted by thousands by tens of thousands of spirits. Tens of thousands of spirits is a lot of spirits. And when I read the story just now when Kiki brought it in, I thought that was a lot of spirits. And a lot you would have to get rid of. A lot of spirit hunting you'd have to do if you bought the island. Yeah, how are you going to get rid of all those people? On top of that, so first it was used as a plague dumping ground. Mm-hmm. And then a maniac doctor killed people with a hammer and a chisel there Mm -hmm. which seems like mystic overload does seem like a little mystic overload because you'd end up with a bunch of demons as well as ghosts as well as trapped spirits as well as probably some poltergeists or poltergeists as i like to call them poltergeists poltergeists geese i don't know Mm. they i know it's it's poltergeist Poltergeist. And so... That's the plural of poltergeist. Correct. Poltergeist. The German origin of the word geist, meaning spirit. Um, and, and the, the Latin polter. Polter, meaning... Polter. Dead. Meaning poultry. Dead. Oh. Mm-hmm. Dead chickens. Yeah. That's, right. that's what we turn what, into. That's what a poltergeist does. <laughs> People don't know that. That's a little, little tip, tidbit for those at home. Tidbit for those at home. Laura, would you be interested in buying this island? Like, I know, because you're yes. an actress, so you make all the big bucks. So many So bucks. many dollars just, just I mean. pouring in every day. Yeah. I do it sometimes as a hobby just because it makes so much money. So much. It's so easy. Yeah. So, with all of your millions of dollars, would you buy this island from the Italian government that's full of um, poltergeists? Yes. Yeah? What yeah. do you think you would put there? Um... Uh, it, it's an island, so obviously yeah. there's a beach. Yeah. So I put beach houses. Yeah, that's a good idea. And uh, or turn it into a, a ghost theme park. Oh, a ghost theme park. A theme park for ghosts. Laura, that's some great unsolicited advice. Right. It's really great. And really whoever buys the island, things. yeah, a ghost theme park. So it would have stuff like you'd be on like the ride, like in Disneyland, the haunted mansion, but it'd be real yeah, ghosts sitting next to ghosts. you when you look in that mirror. Everyone would have to sign a waiver. Um, before going in, like mm-hmm. if you die, there would be a lobotomy. Bra- what? No, I don't know. No, I like that a lobotomy room. Yeah, yeah. You could go get lobotomized mm-hmm. if that's what you. It's coming back. It is getting really popular again. The lobotomy, like Silver Lake. Yeah, yeah. Silver Lake is actually, coming back. I think more like Highland Park. It's a little yeah. LA humor going right. They're there. coming back. <laughs> it's coming back. It's hip. Uh, hip. Zane, do you have some unsolicited advice for? Um, Someone buying this island or the Italian government. My advice to someone buying the island is 
why would you buy that island? But Unless the- one of our listeners out there is total maniac, just mm-hmm. looking for a place to catch plague or hammer people in the head to death. There was an article in the LA Times today about this guy from Bethesda, Maryland, who like 50 years ago went home and killed his wife and kids and mother with a hammer. Mm-hmm. And they called him, what was he called? The Hammerhead. The Family Killer or something like that. The Family Killer is a really bad name. The Family Killer. Killer of, of families? And I thought you were going to say the Family Circus. So it'd be like it was that, called it'd be the like that Family comic. Circus. And it was like, the whole article was actually just the a pattern of the guy like running around doing different things all day with like a little dot trail behind him. And at the end, it was like, question mark, where is he? They don't know where he is. No, but they suggested he might be in Southern California, and they had an artist's rendition of what he would look like today at 77 years old. He might be living in the Catalina Mountains. There was no reason they thought that. I don't... It it was like, if you see someone who looks like a 77-year-old man, which, let's face it, by the time you're 77, we all look the same. That's true. No offense if you're 77. I am. Yeah, but you've got that spell thing. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I feel like that guy might be a good investor for that island. Oh, yeah, so he could go live there. He could go live there and remarry and hit him with a hammer again. 77, you don't have much time. Wow, so if someone could get this recording, I'm sure he listens every week. He's he's one of our. He's called before. Yeah, he's called before from uh, Billings, Montana. Billings, Montana, where we have a lot of listeners. One of our most popular enclaves. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's some good advice for him. Yeah. For the Italian government, I would say um, you think you're going to wash your hands of uh, the atrocities of World mm-hmm. War II? Never forget. Face it up. Face up. Face up. Mm-hmm. Face up. Yeah. And uh, face people always, the facts. People are always down on Germans, you know? Yeah, Italians. Let's get on down on Italians Let's for a second. Let's get down on Italians. Boo Italians. Yeah. You gonna sell that? <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. We're gonna how sell many, we're gonna sell the Vatican. How many lira do you want? I think it's Euro. <laughs> how many? Like a hundred? You think it's Euro? A, a million. Not for a long, million? friend. No. <laughs> yeah, a million lira? A million lira or so. Whatever. They can keep that and we're gonna we're gonna sell Venice. Beach? Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a good news news story. Kiki, do you have another news story? I um I am Italian, guys. Uh I do have Did you wanna did oh, so did you have some unsolicited advice or you just wanna murder us all with hammers? Um, I think that the Italian government should put a super high price tag on that island because it's fucking sweet. And oh. the Vatican could probably use some more money. Let's see Vatican. what the Italians think about about how cool they think their island is. Very cool. The Vatican is a separate country. Whatever, it's in Italy. What's the next news story? <laughs> uh, this one, I have a feeling you guys will be able to, to cull some paranormal out of these, out mm-hmm. of these deets. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, this one's called Whale Meets Grizzly End in New York City. A 55-foot-long whale is being dissected after it was found dead on the bow of a container ship in, New- in a New York harbor. 
The Finback whale was towed to an Army Corps of Engineers station in Jersey City, which is obviously where dead whales belong. Get them out of New York, right? Mm -hmm. uh, after it was found um, by the weekend staff. So, yeah, I'm not sure. So they're dissecting a whale dissecting in New York a City. Whale. Why are they dissecting it, guys? Zane, why is this a paranormal news story? It's really more of a point of interest. Okay. <laughs> Unsolicited advice to people who are weekend staff. Find a full-time job. Wait, the weekend staff are the people who found it? The weekend staff found the whale. Oh, yeah, yeah. Find a full-time job. And then they hid the whale over the weekend and left it for the other people to find. <laughs> and then they had to take care of it. Um... I don't know if you know this, but whale coffins <laughs> are big. Very expensive. Big, probably, I would assume. Unless it was a miniature whale. Oh. I believe. I think that's just a fish, though. <laughs> it was just like a fish that gives birth to live babies. <laughs> a miniature fish gives birth to live babies? It's my favorite kind of fish. I don't, I don't follow. Mini whales. Live baby fish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> about human, Mammal fish. Human babies. Um, Miniature whales give birth to human babies. That's a good story. Let's give advice for that one. Well, my advice is... Sell them on the black market. Adopt. Oh, okay. Whale babies are a hot commodity. Yeah. Get them while they're hot. They come out of those spouts on top of the whale mm -hmm. on a bunch of water. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Then they suckle the teats of the giant whale. Until they're full-grown humans. Until they're full-grown mini whales. <laughs> and then they... <laughs> Anyways, I think that the fact that the whale made it to New York City is a great accomplishment for the whale community. I applaud them. Mm -hmm. One more step to Broadway. Maybe I just wanted to see the Statue of Liberty. Oh, that's good. I, I hope that he did. Give us your tired, your poor, mm -hmm. your hungry whales, <laughs> and we'll show you a, Hell dis a, good a time. dissection we'll table. We'll dissect you. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. When Such I'm, a sad story. And then they get shipped off to the island in Italy. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good use for that island. Yeah. Just dead whale carcasses. Dead whale. Carci? No. Carkeys. When I was... <laughs> Carkeys, that's right. When um, I was in um, college, I worked at this restaurant, and one of the crappy jobs you had to do was you had to fill up all these ketchup containers with this big bottles of ketchup, and it really sucked. And so I would always not do that and leave it for the later shift. And I feel like that's kind of like what the weekend shift was like with the whale carcass. I used to do it with hot mustard. Oh, yeah. Like we had to at you this restaurant I worked ball. at. No, but we had to make the mustard every night. Oh, and you and wouldn't do it? It was just like powder and hot water. And it would like make your eyes. I never did it. Traditional You just style. leave it there. Yeah. That's cool. do anything else. Traditional mustard making. Powder and water. Yeah. Not mustard seeds. No, hot mustard powder. Huh. What restaurant was that? Can yeah. you say? Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it was Chin Chin's. Oh, I know Chin Chin's. I kind of like that restaurant. It's delicious. And some bummer that that's what I still eat there, even though I used to work, like, I'll, I'll pay full price for that. Wait, why are you offended? Because I feel like that's not the way you make hot mustard. That's how, we, that's how they make it. In China. Hmm. Is it Chinese restaurant? And P.F. Mm -hmm. Chang's. I ate P.F. Chang's yesterday and it made me sick. Oh, that sounds like a supernatural news story. Okay, wait, Kiki, we had one more. Don't go sit down yet. <laughs> Did I, I have a question. Yeah. 
We're really off topic today. Do you feel like we're off topic? Did it give you supernatural diarrhea? <laughs> no, we covered that last week. Okay. Um, no, it didn't. It just made me not happy to be walking around WonderCon. You were at WonderCon yesterday? Yeah. You didn't invite me? You were at work. I have a job? <laughs> Besides this? Mm-mm. You were at work, like... like In getting, Ottawa. Getting, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Doing speeches. What's our third news story, Kiki News Girl? Next in, in worldwide news, this one's especially for Dr. Zane. Uh, recently, Lauren Coleman wrote an article entitled, So You Want to Be a Cryptozoologist? As one of the few people in the world who make a living by studying and publishing articles on crypto psychology, he's in a good spot to give advice. Zo- is zoology? I just wrote that wrong. Oh, cryptozoology, yeah. which is very closely related to crypto, yeah, yeah, similar. crypto psychology. Um, he suggests attending a university uh, with an aquatic studies or marine sciences program if you're interested in sea monster work or go into anthropology if you're interested in Yeti research. Mm-hmm. He also suggests volunteering at the Cryptozoology Museum in Maine. But he warns that if you're going to go into cryptozoology to make money, don't bet on it. Don't make any money in cryptozoology. If you want to make, make money, go into screenwriting or acting. Yeah. yeah. Top two money-making professions for anybody who mm-hmm. walks in the door. And it's so easy. It's easy. So, so my question was, cryptozoology, don't make any money. Crypto psychology. Make lots of money. Rich. Bang. Zane and I are rich beyond our wildest imaginations I, from doing this show. I sleep in a gold bed. Yeah. I drive a gold car. My dog is made of pure gold. I pay my Twitter followers. <laughs> to do what? <laughs> to follow me. Oh, because you can afford it. And agree. Mm-hmm. Every night I just eat caviar on beds of oysters. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Every night. Mm-hmm. I have these two dwarfs. Mm-hmm. And they come through my cupboard. Mm-hmm. And they feed me peanut butter on waffles. <laughs> but do you pay them or is that just like a bonus? One of them's my wife. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't look at the other one. You don't look it in the eye. I'm so, you're so rich. I'm so rich. I heard Steven Seagal's uh, Tibetan Akashi... Uh, cashew pinochle player to hold the pinochles for me mm-hmm. while I eat them. Was it Steven Seagal that had that cop show? Like he was a cop? It was, he was, it was basically a, in cops? It was a reality show. Right. Yeah. And that he was, was he was like he was a sheriff. He wasn't a cop. Oh. I think he was the sheriff of a town. That's amazing. I'm so rich that I hired Steven Seagal. To be your security guard. Yeah, my security guard. But he also feeds me like chocolate puffs every night before I go to bed. I'm so rich. I remade all of a under siege mixed together with um that other movie Steven Seagal was in. Over siege. Over siege. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> shot by shot. Uh-huh. With those people who made the Robocop shot for shot remake. Oh, that's good. So yeah, I think that the answer to your question is um yeah, if you want to study anything and not make money mm-hmm. go to school mm-hmm. if you want to make big bucks make up a word and then become the best people without doing that thing that's like crypto psychology like crypto psychology like social media mm-hmm. manager yeah that's a good one that's a good job that doesn't really do anything that was a job somebody made up like five years ago and now they're that's millionaire big. yeah that's good and then also i want to make comment on the crypto psychology 
sorry, Cryptozoology Museum of Maine. Mm-hmm. Have you been? Fucking fraud. Oh. It's a sham. It's like a jackalope and a little. It's supposed to be a real Tweety Bird. It's not. Like the cartoon in real life. Correct. Yeah. Cartoon is actually based on a real species. Called Tweety Birds. Yeah, they talk and everything. Real yeah. cute. No, oh, but they didn't have real ones there. No, absolutely not. Well, then was, don't intern there. Come like intern an, at the. It was anima. It was animatronic reject from Six Flags. Mm. And it barely worked. Well, don't intern there. Intern here at the Mystic Party. This is the best. The best. If you're into crypto, anything. This is probably the this best is place, the place for you. Tonight. Tonight. Crypto night. Oh yeah! If you're into Kryptonite, fine, you're into crypt great, tonight. perfect. It's not great. Superman. Uh, Highest paid internship in Los Angeles. Yeah, right here, right here at the Mystic Party. Laura, but, yes. Um, that's the end of our. Um, that's the end of our news. Our news unsolicited advice to news stories. Um, thanks for sitting through that. Now, what we like to do, um, is do a little quiz. Go on. with you. A, a quiz. It's a quiz. This is the quiz music. Quiz. Laura. Hit me. Um, you're an actress. Uh-huh. People know you from... What people usually recognize you from? Holliston? No idea. Different things. Ho- but you're in Holliston. Yeah. That's a big show. People really like that show. You were on the side of a bus for a while, I remember. Yeah, that was remember? awesome. That was yeah. cool. I thought I recognized you from, from somewhere. From the bus. <laughs> from my commute on the, on the bus. <laughs> on the number seven down Pico. Um, yeah, that's where they went down. <laughs> Is it really? Like yeah. When, yeah, whenever, like, because um, my parents came to visit and I wanted to show them. The bus. So I basically just drove up and down Pico. I totally found one. Just That's over really and fun. over again. You're like, there's <laughs> another one. That's exciting. When you go down to Pico Boulevard, do people just flip the... Hey, f- bus girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that picture of you on the bus. You look so pretty. <laughs> um, you're, in that mo- you're in that show, but you're also in a show, a movie called The Hills Have Eyes. You're recognized for that all the time. Do you? No. But you were in that movie. <laughs> yeah. It was a weird movie. Um, and that movie takes place in a desert. Yes. This is going somewhere just so oh, Okay. Know. The oh. movie takes place in a desert. We have a lot of Hills Have Eyes fans on this podcast. So many. Um, so I thought your quiz, the best thing for your quiz would be... Desert some, questions? About or cryptozoology desert. happening in the desert. Okay, go on. So, cryptozoology desert quiz. Here we go. Question number one. In February of this year, the cryptozoology world was floored when three bikers saw a reptilian humanoid in the desert. What was one of the interesting features of this creature? I'm going to give you choices. A, it was eating flies. B, it turned its head 280 degrees when it heard them approach. Or C, it was also riding a bike. Who's also riding a bike? Your C. your answer is C. Yes. Yeah, we're good. It's wrong. It's uh, wrong. It's not. That means wrong. When it saw them, it turned its head two hundred and eighty degrees. But I feel like 
reptiles. Oh no, that's owls. Owls can turn their heads. Good. Also, I don't really know how far two hundred eighty degrees is. Just to be honest, I feel like we can all turn our heads two hundred eighty degrees. <laughs> Can't we? <laughs> yeah. One hundred eighty degrees is halfway. So we can circle. turn ours one hundred eighty. We cannot. Oh, yeah. Well, because 360 is the entire thing. Shoulder to shoulder is 180. That's 180. True. So we can do 180. So 280. Bigger deal, but not a huge deal. I'm not too impressed by that. 280 straight back. 360 is all oh, the you're way. Oh, right. It is straight back. full deal. So that is a big deal. All right. I'm sorry <laughs> you didn't get that one right, but you have two more choices. Two more times. And then um, if you win this once, you're, you're, your problem. Okay. Your problem. <laughs> We're going to answer your problem. Okay. Number two. The Mongolian death worm is purported to live in the Gobi Desert. It is about two feet long and shaped like a sausage. It can also spit acid. What are other ways the death worm can kill you? A. By staring at you a really long time. B. By singing a beautiful desert song. Or C. Any way at all, all you have to do is touch it because it's a death worm. C. That is that is correct. Woo! <laughs> Yay! Yay! That's right. I had more information about it, but it's not on here anymore. I don't know where it did. Well, I have a story about a death worm. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and interrupt the quiz. Go ahead. It was intergalactic, actually. Um, but it's terrifying. Like, you, they live in these caves, and you had to go in. And I was with this guy who was a poacher, and he just wanted every kind of exotic animal. Mm-hmm. And the thing about these in particular were, they didn't eat through the top of their body, you know. Their whole body just opened up and would snap closed, like with teeth around you. And then it was very painful to be digested by them. Were you digested by them? How do you know that? I was not, but I heard the screams of the man that I led down there on the safari. Mm. You sound like a terrible safari host. <laughs> oh, I never billed myself as such. Oh. So. This is just like your weekend job? This is one of my weekend jobs. Mm-hmm. One of many. What other ones do you have? Other ones include superintendent of an elementary school. Tara Roof put her on her. Not very busy on the weekends at elementary school. No. Grave digger. Grave digger. Only on sp- special expeditions. Mm-hmm. It's mostly expeditions. Mostly expeditions you go on on the weekends? Yeah, for, for extra cash. Mm-hmm. For sure. Laura, how do you earn extra cash? Um, I'm a stripper. Mm-hmm. Great. You guys should combine those. Yeah. Question number three. <laughs> um, sandworms have been featured in many great documentaries like Dune and Tremors. They're the most scariest movie I'd ever seen when I was like eight years old. What is the best way to kill a sandworm? A. You don't kill them. You just run. B. Have it swallowed dynamite. C. It is very time consuming and you need armor piercing weapons. Or D, all of the above. D. That is that is correct. <gasps> I won. That is right. That is right. It's very exciting. You got two out of three, which is a really good amount to get. It's one of the highest scores. One of the highest scores we've ever had on the show. Wow, go me. That's really great. Um, so then I think we should be able to move on and answer your question because you just earned your way into your question answering. So I think it's time to talk to the guest. Talk to the guest. <laughs> Guest time. 
That means you. <laughs> Laura, I know you've been having some major problems lately, so do you want to help the, the Mystic Party help you with all of your problems? With all of them? Well, just at least the car one. Okay, let's do the car one then. There's a lot your other of problems. problems. Do you want to mention your other problems? There's so many. If they're not mystic in nature, I'm not sure how much we can help, but... Well, you know, lend an ear. We, you know, whatever you have. You paid for this time, so, to be yeah. here, so... Yeah. And you won the quiz, which is... Wins 10% you on. discount. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll get some baked donuts out of it. Yeah, you get some baked donuts. Help yourself. You're right over there. I will. I will. Okay, so you're having a car problem. Yes. Which is a big um, deal in L.A. because we all drive cars. Yeah, it's a commuter town. It is a commuter town. Where do you commute to? I mean, everywhere. Mm-hmm. I go to the Valley a lot. Oh, really? Santa Monica. For Is that for stripping or for what? Well, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The Deep Valley for, for the stripping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know what happens out there. Right? Chatsworth. Chatsworth is a very... Popular town for ladies. For ladies. So you're having a problem with your car? Yeah. So I think there's a couple things that could possibly making it be what it's doing. Okay. Which is not listening to me. And I think, so actually I broke a huge mirror recently. Oh. And ever since then I've been fighting, not in the car, just randomly. Um, and I think it's been give. I think, I don't know if maybe like a spirit came out of it. Mm-hmm. And then I went to my car cause then I had to clean some stuff and I think it got stuck there. And, uh, now like there's like ran, so I have like a, a convertible cause I'm fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like my car went from being like perfect to now I'm finding, um, it's got like white almost like a white handprint on the top now sure and then it's got sometimes i'll like start the car and like music will be blasting Mm -hmm. um and i'm like a 90 year old man so i don't listen to things too loud Mm. um and then uh another time i was cleaning it out and there was that like i found a candied necklace so i think it might be like a rave ghost oh or i mean i don't i just i have a lot of questions right now go on where okay, so you broke a mirror. I mean, I don't know if they're related, but I'd where like, was this mirror? It was in my room. I was just in your room. Yeah. Where'd you get it? Did you get it from um, a haunted garage sale or from a witchy grandmother? A witchy grandmother. You got it from a witchy grandmother. Yeah. A witch-like grandmother. Those are really not good to get mirrors from because. And so then you start going to your car, and your car, you keep finding weird things in your car. And it and plays like loud scratches. music. Man, that's really intense. And has it stopped you from getting anywhere you need to go? Like, have you have you been able to make it to all of your strip clubs? Yes. Oh, so it, it wants you to get the, to those. Is, is it this? wants you to get there, but not easily. Mm. This, car, this car sounds kind of... It sounds like it's helping you a little bit. Is it helping you or is it hurting you? It, it hurt me recently, and not just emotionally, like it usually does. Mm. But how does it hurt you emotionally? It just it knows what it's doing. I don't, um. Um, you know, it's like I love you. I don't. I'm gonna start. I'm not. I don't have gas. I do. It's oh yeah. What kind of convertible is it? A Chrysler Fickle. LeBaron? It's a, a Mitsubishi Eclipse. Uh, mm-hmm. um, is that Japanese? Yes. 
Yes. I'm going to um, say yes also. Yes. German. Okay. <laughs> they make good cars. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, yeah, I've gotten into two car accidents, and I blame my car, even though it was the other party's fault. But oh. I think my car did it, like, on purpose. Oh, like it, like, led you into the accident. Yeah. Did you do something maybe to anger the car? I mean, besides washing it and taking care of it and loving it. Well, you're very you sweet know. to the car. Yeah. And it's come, it's done all these terrible things to you. I so wonder may- if maybe it thinks that, like, I ripped, I bought it used, but it was, like, a year old. Mm. But maybe it misses. Misses its own old owner. Yeah. I'm really, we, we talk a lot about mirrors on this show. I'm really intrigued with the fact that you broke a mirror and then went into the car. And then the car may be possessed by something. I think, I think the, the mirror may be one of your problems. Where's the mirror now in the trash can somewhere far away? Yeah. It's gone away in like a dump. Yeah, and I actually took it really fast. Like oh. I broke it at night and then I moved it to the garbage. And then the next morning, I guess, I mean, I, mean, I guess the next morning was when the garbage was coming, but. Oh. I, had a, I had a young man once, a, a client, who picked up a painting off the street that he went and he stared, he kept staring at it in his house. He hung it up and it was a very colorful painting, mm-hmm. abstract. And suddenly he saw a giant scorpion killing Christ. In the painting. Inside the painting. Yeah. And uh, and so he said, oh my gosh, I have to burn this. So he tried to burn it. And of course that just made it worse. Um, painting repaired itself. So I shouldn't burn my car. Well, let's not be too hasty. Okay. You might yeah. should. If, if it was a car, Chrysler or Baron, I would say... Immediately, mm-hmm. this is one of the most haunted cars ever. Mm-hmm. Um, the painting story totally irrelevant. I think that. Um, How did he get rid of the scorpion killing Christ? He didn't. I never. I I ended up finding the painting myself in his house, and he was inside the painting. We won't let that happen to you. He Thank was. You. Yeah. We, you won't end up in any paintings. I don't think that's a really a danger here. I'm a little, I'm a little hungover. Oh my god, me too. Um, we went drinking last night. We you won't. in the car? You in the car went drinking last yeah. night? Yes. Great. And um, what does the car like to drink? Um, oil and gasoline and bourbon. Here's the thing about this car that I, this relationship with the car that I'm sensing over here is that I'm, um, I'm sensing like sort of a romantic connection between you guys like if you go out drinking with this car you take care of it so well i love him and oh wow so that's a really that's a big and i think he doesn't love me so that's the problem i don't know problem too when you sit in the driver's seat do sometimes is it do you have like flashbacks to a different time period as if you're like driving to like one second you're driving down pico you're seeing uh pictures of yourself on the side of the bus just like every day in Los Angeles <laughs> with everyone um, not to depreciate your but everyone does have yeah. there's so many photos of our show on buses yeah um, and so and then the next minute you were like oh it's like it's 1955 it's uh, I see Elvis Presley hanging out on Pico and uh, 
Bert Lancaster is. Oh, Bert! Yeah, yeah, he shows up a lot. Oh, he does. Yeah. This is a complicated <laughs> situation. That was a good guess. That was would, really specific I, and a good guest. Guest. <laughs> oh, Mitsubishi's attract to those kind of things. Well, Laura, before we we get further into this problem, we our phone lines are blowing up over here, so we have a couple of people calling in. Uh, who just want to give you a little advice? Let's see, caller, are you are you there? Are you available? Yeah. Hi. So I was thinking, I had a boyfriend who was super possessive one time, and he sat in my car for like four days, and so what I had to do was I basically, I put on a marathon of Sex in the City and had a seance. And then I got a restraining order. So, if it's a boyfriend who won't get out of your car, get a restraining order and a glass of wine and just relax. Yes. So you're, maybe the car should get a restraining order. Well, I'm a little confused. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think that's what he's suggesting. The car should get a restraining order against Laura. You're giving the car advice and not Laura. She's the one who's paying us the big bucks. Yeah. And I'm I'm just thinking, like, if... I mean, I'm sure it has some feelings for me because sometimes, like, I'll get in and the seat will be warm. Oh, the that's so sweet. And I just think that, like, that's thoughtful. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think the car likes sex in the city? Maybe. It's probably a bit of a Samantha. Mm. But I'm trying to make it like a Charlotte. Yeah. And what are you? Are you a Carrie? I would say like, well, everybody's a Carrie. I think everybody sees themselves as a Carrie. Carrie isn't every man. Yeah, that's true. That is what they do there. Yeah. They're trying to trick you. I'm a Miranda because I'm married to my work. (laughs) Uh I'm a Miranda because I have a a lesbian baby. Oh, okay. Lesbian baby. Um... So you think the car does like sex in the city? I don't know if that guy's call really helped us too, too much. He sounded a little drunk, like he'd been drinking a little port. A little on. bit too much wine. A little yeah. too much too red much wine with his boyfriend. Yeah. Also, he's a little confused between the difference between possessed and possessive. This is like not a huge difference. Should we, you want to define it for the audience? For the listeners at home who are learning, want to learn more about crypto psychology? Possessions occur at many different levels. Sometimes a level 10 possession means full loss of control of the body or car mm-hmm. or a stuffed animal, rag doll, fishing pole, uh, slime machine, mm-hmm. toaster, these kinds of things. Level 1 possession is, uh, I'm just not feeling quite like myself today. Mm-hmm. We all have days like that. Sometimes a doctor will provide Xantex for it. And if that doesn't help, a full frontal lobotomy may occur. That's just the best on place a for a lobotomy is a ghost island. Minor and a minor depression. Level one depression. Mm-hmm. Level ten depression could be your car it's not reciprocating here your love your love 
It's not reciprocating. Mm-hmm. Reciprocating. Maybe are you trying? Are you saying that my car is maybe more depressed than possessed? I'm sorry, I was confusing those two things. Oh, the same way that guy confused possessive with possession. Could the car be depressed? It could be. Um, I'd like to bring up an old great movie Go on. called Christine, in which a car oldie but a goodie likes to run people down who mess with its owner and who likes to blare music when people get in the car. What? Have but it, it gets really possessive. Of the guy who bought the car. The guy who bought the car. But that's not your problem. But I just wanted to tell you about that. Because I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Maybe I'll learn some things. Yeah, or maybe car you, and psychology. The, you and the car could watch it together. Maybe. Another movie you might watch is the film. Cars. Yeah, cars. I was going to say the cars, too. feature film, cars. Cars and cars, too. Planes, not so much. Not no. really going to help you. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, you just think I need to get to know It sounds cars. to me like, I'm like, we ask you, like, hey, what's the car's favorite kind of music? You're like, I don't know. And you're like, but I really <laughs> like whenever the seat's warm. Well, like, that's a one-sided relationship if I ever heard one. Believe yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, what's the car's favorite color? Do you even know? No. Do you know what the car's favorite old movie is? Oh my god, no. Who's its favorite person to kill? Did, yeah. Oh. Hopefully not me. Hopefully not well, you. Well, that would mean Burt Reynolds. It's Burt Reynolds. That's what we said earlier. Burt Lancaster. Well, same thing. Burt Reynolds caster. Well, that's interesting. So maybe you need to get to the car, know the car better. Okay. Maybe get some wine, get some sex in the city. You know, I feel like we should take another call, maybe. I'm looking for a this hot is, solution. The car is like, the car's response. I've, I've heard a lot of possessed cars killing people. I've never heard of woman falls in love with a possessed car. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's really what's happened. Am I in love with my car? We think so. You just said you loved him a second ago. I mean, I do. But I mean, it's like I love a lot of things. Oh, like uh, what else? I love tacos. Oh, me too. Mm. I love cake. Oh, me too. Yeah. Like Two Slurpees. foods in a vehicle. Slurpees. I, I like Slurpees. Three mm. foods in a vehicle. No, she only likes those. Shoes? Like shoes lots. So you like two foods in a car? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm a simple w- woman. I think we're getting somewhere here. She's a simple kind of woman. Caller, do we have any more callers waiting for, to talk to the Mystic Party? Hi, Laura. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller here. Thanks for taking my call. I actually had a possessed car. It was a 96 Camry. Uh, as I understand, Toyotas from that period are, are very subtle, becoming uh, undead. Mm-hmm. Um, but possessed cars, they do have a vulnerability in the same way that if you, if you shoot a zombie in the head, you know, if you kill the head, uh, shoot the head, you kill the ghoul. Um, possessed cars have a similar weak point. If you shoot the head gasket, it will leak oil into the manifold. And that's what eventually killed my Camry. Um, it wasn't that bad of a car. Uh, the thing wouldn't die. The odometer at some point just reverted back to all zeros. So I had a, I had a feeling something was kind of off. But it, uh, it, it kept running. It was a great vehicle. I just never knew when it was going to turn on me. Um, but if you just you know, shoot, shoot, the, shoot the head gasket, oil will gush into the manifold, um, and that, that will kill the vehicle. So uh, thanks for taking my call. Good luck with your demon car. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's a little much. 
Shoot the car. But you love the car. You love the car, and also everybody needs a car in Los Angeles. You can't just get rid of that car. Mm-mm. I am going to say, though, like this guy, the family killer. <laughs> you know, sometimes if you love something so much, you got to let it go. You, you have to get kill a hammer it. with a hammer. Okay. With a hammer. I don't want to give everybody that advice, but I think for a possessed car owner, that's what I need to do. If you get so frustrated and you're like, ah, I can't handle this anymore. I'm so sick of this car not doing all the fun stuff that I want. I want it to love me back. And you can't just make somebody love you back. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if they don't love you back. Sometimes you can, right? You can mm-hmm. through violence. See, I see this as more of a Romeo and Juliet situation. Is that you're like a Casparian and the car is like a... Montague. Montague. Capulet. Capulet. I think it's probably Casparian. I'm not sure what you guys are talking about, (laughs) what Romeo and Juliet book you read. Casparian. But you're the Casparian and I think that he... Yeah, the the car is a Montague and you're just coming from different worlds. Maybe the car just doesn't quite know how to communicate with you. So instead of... You know, let's just rewind a second. Instead of like you breaking the mirror and you thinking you're possessing the car, maybe the car broke the mirror to tell you something. Maybe the car is turning on the music to let you know how much it loves you. And maybe, Uh just maybe, whenever it like, you know, won't go or something, or it, it, you know, it stalls out or it doesn't turn left or doesn't, you know, needs to be filled up with gas, it's just showing you that it's codependent, which is a form of love. Codependency is a form of love. It's the, My it's, favorite kind of love. This is a top a, form. It's America's favorite form of love. And I just wonder if you need to hire maybe some sort of car interpreter, car psychologist. Carpenter. 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 Yeah, that's what I meant to say. A carpenter, which we know several of, to just be with you at all times so you know exactly what the car is trying to tell you. And you got the money, honey. So I why sure not, do. Why not throw it around? And you know who the Making best? It rain. The best carpenter that I know is Zane. He does it on the weekends. It's one of his weekend jobs. Oh, it's, it is. It's in addition to taking people to on ex- explorations. I'd be happy to take a look. Thank you. Yeah. It would mean a lot to me. Oh. Man. Easy does it. Laura, you're really easy. I'll be honest with you. Most of our guests. They sit here and argue with us the whole time. I'm just like, yeah, I'll t- well, I mean, you'll do anything. You were willing to shoot the car, I which I would not that. tell the car. Don't. No, if we yeah. could just keep this between us. Mm-hmm. Don't don't tell the car you're going to shoot it. Don't tell the car you thought about making it drink red wine and watch Sex in the City. These all seem like scary oh, so things. Not going. To, okay, yeah, so I won't do that. Okay. Just let Zane be your weekend mm-hmm. car carpenter. Carpenter. Uh huh. Your Mitsubishi. My, my, my Mitsubishi Porsche. Por- Porsche. <laughs> Mitsubishi Porsche. Yeah, your your. It's a hybrid. Mm-hmm. This is a good car. That's. I love the Porsches that Mitsubishi is making now. Yeah. They're pretty stylish. They're super super stylish. <laughs> Laura, I'm so glad we were able to solve your problem this week on the Mystic Party. Yeah, I'm excited to take these steps. Mm-hmm. To making have, it better. We have a problem. Which I was supposed to mention earlier in the show, and then I forgot that um, our mother listens to our show every week, okay. and she calls in and likes to give us a question. And since we helped you so quickly with our question, maybe you could help her quickly with this question. 
that yes. she had. So I think it's time for some mom questions. Questions. Hi, kids. Oops. I mean, hi, sibling psychics. Um, I have a question about the Zach Perlman episode. He was really troubled about having all those souls that he couldn't keep. So I want to know, who makes up all those rules about souls and hoarding souls anyway? Our mom's getting real clever with her with yeah. her questions. Getting a little, she's getting a little kooky in there. The Zach Perlman episode, who you know, Zach Perlman, because one time he played your husband on a little short called Real Housewives of Horror. All right, I'm going um, my Chucky. Mm-hmm. He um, had too many souls he'd won at a party and uh, wanted to know at a game, playing a game. Magic the Gathering Playing game. Magic the Gathering game. And he wanted to know how to get rid of them because he didn't want them all. Oh, wow. And we told him to make a deal, play, play a video game, play, not video game, play SATs with the devil. Because that's the only way he'd be able to get rid of it, because he would lose at SATs. Wasn't that the solution? Am I wrong? <laughs> Listen, I just listened to that show, so I feel like that's the solution. Anyway, so somebody makes up all the rules about souls. This is a good question for all those people studying to be crypto-psychologists. Do you know who makes up all the rules about taking and keeping souls? I always thought it was sort of like it depends on the person. I don't think that there's such a thing as having too many souls, but Mm -hmm. not everyone can handle a certain amount of souls. Some people kind of go crazy with soul power. Some people go crazy just... Soul power. Yeah, and um, I think you got to know your limits. It happened to James Brown. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, that song... Uh, it, I don't want to get into it, but yeah, he had a soul problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not the soul like... Popcorn. Yeah, and it was like people, like dead people problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe what's going on with Zach is he realizes that he he can't handle this many. Yeah. It's too much responsibility and also it's too much fun for some people and then you can get addicted uh, and then you have to go to a soul rehab, um, which is... It's it's just a lot for one person to have to go through. Soul detox is the worst. Um, not mm-hmm. everyone gets through it alive. Yeah, you have to like um, lay in a room and the souls just like flow out of you while you're like sweating. And the souls don't always want to leave. Oh, Sometimes yeah. they try to choke you and then yeah. you have like sleep paralysis. Yeah, they give it's you a hammer, a but so, it's just not helpful enough. So I don't know that there's like a rule as much as it's just, uh, you know, it's a different case person to per like. Person to person when it comes yeah. to souls. I think that's a really good, um, a really good answer. I think that, you know, soul hoarding is a really big problem for people, especially people who are good at games and they're always winning souls in games. Mm-hmm. And I think Zach was like a perfect example of that. And thank God he came on the Mystic Party because he was hoarding like 26 souls. In oh, his wow. shoes. In his shoes. He's keeping them in his shoes. Tiny souls. The, little baby souls, little like baby souls. The best kind of souls are baby veal souls. souls. Yeah, veal. Little Whale souls. baby souls. Mm-hmm. We've kept them in a dark room since the time they were born. And then later on we bring them out and eat them because <laughs> they're soft. That was really good advice. I think the person who makes up um, all the rules about souls is probably that scorpion that was killing Jesus in that painting. Yeah, that's a seventh level demon. Mm-hmm. It's a copyright lawyer. Uh, graduated from Harvard, magna cum laude, in 1876. Mm-hmm. And his name actually was James Brown. No relation. Weird. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to The Mystic Party. 
Um, like us on Facebook. Um, write us, send us your news stories. Um, tell us you love us. Um, subscribe on iTunes. Zane, you want to plug our sponsor? Sponsor this week is Gushers. Oh, yeah. Gushers. Candy. Gushers. A candy you put in your mouth and then feel the wetness. New flavors include Pterodactyl. Ocean. OSHA. <laughs> the labor. Party. The labor party. Oshkosh Bagosh. Coca-Cola. The Brandenburg Gate. Mm-hmm. Mm. Please buy some today. Gushers. It's the best candy in the world. Other branding includes brought to you by Menon. By Menon. <laughs> Welcome to the Halls of Medicine. Lens crafters. <laughs> Chick fil A. Kaiser Permanente. Bill Moyers. Failed children who just came out of the woods. Thanks for listening to the Mystic Party. With a lot of cash. Want to hear your favorite funny people paired with wine? Want to just hear them whine about something? Hi, I'm Ellen Clifford. Hi, I'm Sean Buckholtz. We're the hosts of The Wine Situation. That's wine with an H. We've had Morgan Murphy. Drew Drogi. Brian Safi. Charlie Tanners and Camille Knox. Paul F. Tompkins and Janie Haddad Tompkins. Melanie Linsky. They all told us their wines. And we told them about wine. It's totally boozy study hall. So get it everywhere you find your favorite podcast. That's The Wine Situation. Wine, wine with, with an, an H. H. Cheers! United States government. It is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.